You know what we haven't got going is any lawyers versus accounting sports or like, you know, tiddlywinks. Lawyers lawyers versus accountants, trivial pursuit. No. That'd just be me and Ian, right? Yeah. Hello and welcome to Business Without Bullshit. I'm Philippa Sturt and alongside me is my co-host Andy Uri. Hello. Hi, Andy. And we're joined by Thomas Robson Canoe, founder and CEO of the award-winning Turmeric Co. Previously a Premier League and international footballer, Thomas played for West Brom and Wales before retiring in 2021 to focus on bringing awareness to the power of natural nutrition. He founded the Turmeric Co. in 2018 after finding his homemade turmeric blend invaluable in supporting his recovery from injury and the physical demands of training. The Turmeric Co. has won numerous awards, is utilised by the likes of Everton FC, Brentford FC and Sale Sharks Rugby Club and is one of the UK's fastest growing health brands. Thomas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, both of you. So, uh, Thomas, this is fabulous. So, I mean, we'd like to start with a simple question. What is keeping you up at night? Um, what is keeping me up at night, apart from my children? How old are the kids? They are eight, five and four. Okay, that's going to keep you awake. Exactly. So, apart from the children, um, not a lot. I think um, I will try and read uh, as much as possible in the evenings. Good to relax You're a big reader, are you? Yeah, I like information to a degree. So, so non-fiction, you, you're a Wikipedia. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm, not, um, I'm not geeking out on fiction, unfortunately. Wikipedia rabbit holes? No, 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 no Wikipedia rabbit holes, no um, no Twitter uh, rabbit holes for me. Uh, but no, like, I think there's a lot of self-development that we can do. So I try and do that in the form of books. A lot of what I've learned in business has been sort of formed from various different sources in literature. I'm embarrassed by my evening habits at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walk through the door, put on my pyjamas. If I'm lucky, get straight into bed. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Watch telly for a couple of hours, go to sleep. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's great. I mean, is you more drawn towards sort of business or is this more, you know, a personal thing to sort of, you know, improve yourself? I think, uh, you know, I think they're kind of... Well, I don't know if that's wrongly or rightly, but uh, intertwined because, you know, you want to improve yourself and you want to improve everything that you're doing. And for me, I'm in business now. So, you know, it plays a fundamental People part. People don't all want to improve everything they're doing. You've got this drive, obviously. Is that based on sports or something? Or? Possibly. Yeah, I think that, I think sport probably has a fundamental element because I've played professional sport I mean, now. not just professional, but... High-level professional, right? Yeah, like the Premier League. I don't know a lot, but that's like the top league, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one. Of, yeah, it's one of the top leagues in the world. Um, but I think um, when you're competing in sport, you're competing from a very young age. Yeah. When did you start? I started at ten, so I signed for Arsenal as a ten-year-old. You know, so you're thrust into this academy system where everything is, you know, ultimately about being being as good as you possibly can be and being how do you, how does that happen? You just at your local club or something yeah. playing football and a scout comes. Essentially or? that's exactly what happens. But you, you the, a lot of people will talk and, you know, what what happened was I was performing really well and, you know, other coaches and other people, kids were, were talking about my performance as a, as a you know, 10-year-old, wow. obviously, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, you have to do it consistently. And then, yeah, um, was scouted by Arsenal. But um, uh, for me, it was like, it was just quite unique because then you then do 
certain days you'll leave school early. A lot of the time you'd get picked up and then you'd be Were you escorted. living in, in London at the time? Um, I was living the opposite side of London. It would take me about an hour to oh, get wow. to training. Okay. So, But yeah, I think you arrive and then you have new football boots every two weeks. You play on you know this immaculate pitch and turf. New and football boots every two every weeks. Two, yeah, because your feet are growing and changing mm. and it's all about, you know, being your best. And I think it's, it is quite fascinating. And I think understanding that you have to be your best, you have to turn up and then going into elite sport, you know, it, it's not about, okay, participation, yeah. you know, hey guys, let's just participate today. Mm. You know, jobs are on the line if you win and lose. And it's obviously amplified to a degree because of the attention on sport. So yeah, I think a lot of sports men and women are, you know, highly driven. There's a lot of sacrifice. And I think, again, it teaches you that, you know, discipline is is used in various different ways. But I think it's more just about really understanding what, what you want in your life and then just being willing to apply, you know, apply yourself to that. Yeah, but at 10, that's quite a hard thing. And also, I mean, my neighbour's son was signed to Tottenham. He went all, he went all the way, then he got injured when he was like 19, 20, got a major injury and mm. that was it, you mm. know? And you've sacrificed so much, you know, to get to that point. Would you tell your kids to do it out of interest? Um, no, to be honest, I say whatever my kids want to do, I'll let them do sure, and support them. But if them. they suddenly were like getting signed and stuff, you'd be great. Yeah, I'd say, okay, well, look, if you want to compete at a top level, like there's going to be things that you're going to have to do, which... 99.9% of the people who are currently doing what you're doing will not be able to do because the levels of discipline, focus, sacrifice, you know, desire, you know, a lot a lot of the time, and I think this is typical in all walks of life fundamentally, like if you want to achieve something, it's simply about the willingness to persevere. If you just are relentless, you know, you get a setback and you persevere, you get disappointment, you persevere, you continue to continue. A lot of the people who eventually achieve something are just those who just basically never gave up and were able to persevere longer. And cope with the knockbacks, I suppose. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. So it's it's all fascinating. And I, you know, I suffered major injuries as well um, as a 15-year-old. Which is what led to this, is it? Yeah, yeah. And that, that led to, you know, the turmeric co being born as a actual concept and blend you know I may experience two major surgeries um, oh as a 15 year old I didn't play for two and a half years the surgeon said you'd never play again without pain or restriction I should probably begin looking at different career paths and um, yeah I was just determined to become a professional footballer so I persevered came back through the rehabilitation and then I'd go for a jog and my knee would balloon, you know, like literally swelling, um, inflammation. And that was the injury when you were 15, a knee injury? 15, was yeah. So and the knee's complicated. Yeah, well, it's, if you rupture the main ligament in your knee, you know, it's, 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 the, it's the knee that's, it's the ligament that stops ACT, your knee. is it all the... ACL, anterior cruciate ligament. So it's the knee that basically gives stability of the knee. If you don't have an anterior cruciate ligament, your knee will basically shift all over the place. But that's massive. I mean, you're 15. My God, you must have been determined to do it. And then, I mean, it's that, that story is quite common, the sort of story you'll walk again, da, 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 da. And then there's always those counter stories of like, well, that depends how much you want it. I mean, there's a lovely one about someone who, his wife had like this enormous stroke and like um, lost like so much of her memory and said, and they said, you never rebuild it. And the husband just, it took him 10 years. He put labels and everything in the house and he just loved it too much and just wouldn't give up. And she's, she's back to normal. And they said mm. it would never, and basically they say it would never happen. But what they failed to say, unless you're willing to give 10 
10 years of your life working mm. every minute there is to rebuild this person's knowledge, you know. Um, so 15, so you didn't play for two and a half years. That's major in itself, is it? They let you back in anyway once you get fit again, did they? Um, yeah, touch and go. Obviously, I got, got back playing and training again, but I was just hampered with pain and inflammation. So, you know, it'd take me 15 minutes in the morning to sort of be able to get out of bed to get the range and flexion in my oh, knee. Wow. So at the time, um, the doctors and physios at the club prescribed me anti-inflammatories. So, you know, painkillers, diclofenac, ibuprofen, and my body had a complete adverse reaction to them. So it started passing blood in my urine, had severe nausea. You know, so really like traumatic stuff to go mm. through as a teenager after having gone through, you know, what was um, already a traumatic period. And it was at that point where, you know, I just broke down and my father and I, my father was with me at the time, I'd tried to play a game, couldn't play, got home, tried to walk up the stairs and literally broke down on the stairs because I couldn't physically get up then without the pain. We just said there must be a, a, a way to naturally recover from this. Like surely, you know, there, there must be a way out there. If there's drugs, if there's painkillers, you know, surely something natural can, can mm. work. So we basically went on a research binge and, you know, went to the public library, uh, began looking at various different parts of the world and how they would treat pain and information with natural remedies, you know, and we began identifying these basically, you know, relatively readily accessible natural ingredients, uh, which all purported to anecdotally reduce pain or inflammation in some form or another. And they were things like watermelon, pomegranate, pineapple, uh, ginger, and subsequently turmeric. But it was about having it obviously consistently over time. Hence, this is made of watermelon, pineapple. Correct. It's not just turmeric, exactly. but turmeric sort of. I don't know whether there was a study, is it more recent, but it's been known for quite a long time that turmeric, particularly with the, the gut, seems to have these anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Yep. Do we know what the active ingredient in turmeric is? So, so the actual turmeric, you know, in terms of turmeric as a root, the researched active compound is a curcuminoid called curcumin. However, there are hundreds of different curcuminoids within raw turmeric roots. And so... It's quite fascinating because, you know, I think the first clinical study on turmeric was only done a few decades ago. Yeah. And when you look really? at it, it published, you know, so. But we're terrible at investigating um, natural ingredients because, you know, as my wife as a doctor would say, you need a double blind study. Well, to get double blind studies costs millions and millions of pounds and no one's going to do that on something that's just available everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a problem in mm -hmm. cancer. It's a problem everywhere that there's no loop you know, to go and investigate, you know, all these natural ingredients and really, you know, I mean, Jamaican medicine and a lot of countries' medicine is, is incredibly natural and they purport some amazing results. Mm. But yeah, without a double-blind study, a doc Western medicine doctor can't recommend something that, you know, so it is, it's a, it's a painful loop. So I wonder who paid 20 years ago to do it. But speaking of this, you've done some clinical research yourself, have you? Yeah. Or had so, some commission? So lo lo long story short with that is, you know, we basically identified all these raw ingredients. My father turned them into this golden elixir, uh, you know, this blend after a few weeks of trial and error. And I used uh, this blend for six weeks and within six weeks I was completely pain-free. Wow. And orange, no. Yeah, so, no, 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 our kitchen was orange. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every utensil in the kitchen was orange. Every blender, we'd, you know, we'd, we'd need a new blender every every quarter you'd need a new you need to invest in a new blender and that's because you know it's such a fibrous root you know it stains yeah. everything you know but uh, 6 weeks down the line you know i was able to run play train again all within six weeks within 6 just weeks just by digesting it that was the only you know this liquid so i was consuming it 
two, three times a day. Because you think you'd have to put it on the knee or something, you know? No, so again, it, there is, there's things out there around topical application, but what we were seeing was obviously consuming raw, bioavailable, so in an absorbable format. And an absorbable format is it being combined with black pepper, you know, so we've got black pepper mix that in helps, the blend. I saw, that helps it absorb, does as it? As well as a fat-soluble, so we use a, you know, an so oil. So your dad became a sort of, um, a bit of a scientist trying to work this out, as Yeah. It What's his normal job, or...? So he, you know, law, studied law when he was a... Oh, well, a lawyer's law. Yeah, yeah. The best. Yeah, yeah, so, um, so, you know, and then obviously, uh, you know, went on to become a civil servant, and yeah, I think from our perspective it was you know a lot of the time you say innovation is born from necessity and and, you know and that was without that there was no way I was going to recover from the experiences that I had and like you said you know there's there's a story every single week of a young professional athlete who has to stop playing because of an anterior ruptured cruciate knee ligament yeah you know it's very common and so to have that done twice and then to come back and be crippled with pain Both information. Both injuries were the same, right. Both injuries were the same. Um, to be crippled with information, to then have, you know, prescribed anti-inflammatories, etc. It's quite a fascinating period. So anyway, so from that point on, um, I was basically able to go on and have a career in professional football pain-free. And I used it as my secret weapon. And play for your country. And play, you know, played for Wales internationally. Um, you know, my grandmother was Welsh, so I was able to represent them, you know, nearly 50 times. Um, and obviously play, realise my dream of playing in the Premier League. And so I also began realising that I was, you know, recovering generally quicker than my teammates. You know, I was then in... Because you never stopped taking it. Because it was my... Yeah, I sort of became, not reliant because it's natural, but I was very conscious of the impact it was having, you know. So I then began realising, as I said, it was having additional benefits. So into winter season now, into flu season, you know, everyone everyone around us is, you know, run down with flu. Like, I wouldn't get sick, you know. So I was very conscious that then all of a sudden this blend was having additional benefits to my health. So again, long story short, we, we decided in 2016, a decade later, to bring this product to market because we realized that there were a lot of products on the market in the functional beverage space, which were full of apple juice, full of orange juice. Which is acidic. I feel like we should actually get to try some of this. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. I'm, I was getting there, I was getting also, there. Also, I have to ask, did you have to sing the Welsh National Anthem? Of course, yeah, 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 of course. I le- uh, learnt it uh, in camp. How much do you drink a day then? So... Again, we launched the, yeah, all fresh, all raw. Uh, We launched the dosing bottle in in Sainsbury's. Yeah, please. Yeah, that'd be great. It's uh, been a long day. Salud. Cheers, guys. Enjoy. Cheers. It's a nice drink. Because ginger's always nice. I've got a sore throat and it's really nice on a sore throat, actually. And it's actually, it's actually classed as a food beverage. Oh, drink. It? Yeah, yeah. So it's a food because, you know, we're processing raw material. It's a way of consuming, you know, high quality, functional, natural ingredients. Once when you blend, I was always sort of told that, you know, there's a problem once you get, you know, thing, raw things are great, but once you put them in a blender and wait a week, they lose a lot of their power. Yeah, exactly. True? So that's the that's the way. So we're crushing. So our processing is very unique. And we we basically, in order to bring this to market, we had to become a manufacturer mm. ourselves because no manufacturers in the UK or Europe would manufacture this for us. Wow. So we actually had to set up, invest in our own manufacturing facility, understand how to scale manufacture um, and deliver the same high quality raw product 
that I was having uh, at scale and in volume. And we did it, it took us two years from 2016 um, and we launched the business in, in 2018. And my God, becoming a manufacturer is a nightmare. I mean, even working with a manufacturer is a nightmare. Correct. So you literally, Correct. I mean, you. I guess I guess you'd had a successful career. So you had, did you borrow money or you had resources or raise money? Because you had all to All self-funded. Yeah, yeah, all self-funded. So you leased the building and yeah, no, it was with, on with your our, old on, man? Yeah, with, with, my, with my dad, um, you know, and it was all set up. It was on our property, set up the facility, flattened a few garages. So for us, um, we realized that actually there was a massive opportunity to begin servicing consumers with an actual product which made a difference, a positive yeah. impact. And we we did it. So the secret is rather than what when you blend it, you break up the cells too much or something, you crush it or something, or how do you keep it, you know? Yeah, processing. It's our, you know, it's the way we process the raw material. It's very unique. And then the final blend of how we put it in, no one, no one in the world does that like us. And that's why we're having the impact that we're having from 2018 when we launched in the beginning. And you were still playing football at that yeah, point? Yeah, I was still playing football. Um, it, was, it was quite fun, to be honest. Like during the day, I'd be an elite footballer and in the afternoons and evenings, mm. I'd be Covered in orange. Covered in orange, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't have to spend too much time in a manufacturing site, although I have spent time on our filling and catching line. difficult. I mean, I, I'd say that Food with, manufacturing with, some, with some, some knowledge. Oh, insane. Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, and food maybe especially, but I mean, any type of manufacturing is really hard. The conversation we've had with a lot of founders is that when they first start out, it's particularly hard because they don't want to be doing the volumes that the manufacturers want them to be doing in order to make it worth their while to make the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, when we launched, each shot was £3.99. Of our 60 milliliter was, we had to sell it at £3.99. So make any money at all. To make, and, and, no, and literally, and that was, you know, that was a base margin, you know, we weren't, well, it yeah, was I know, a ridiculous. Well, yeah, I know, people think that sounds a lot, but you've got to first take VAT out of it. And then the margin, the retail is going to be insane, like 60% or, I mean, it could be 50, but. Well, you know. for us, like, it was very intense because the raw, everything was the highest quality, but we, we weren't producing in Where's, volume. Where does turmeric come from? So it's seasonal. Um, you know, we get it from different parts of the world over the course of a, you know, over the course of a year. Um, Peru is a fantastic place oh, really? to okay. get your, I was going to you say, know, what are the good ones? Yeah, Peru is, um, you know, fantastic. Um, parts of Africa are very Peru good. Peru clearly has a thing about orange because, I mean, marmalade sandwiches. It's total Peru thing. Is it? Yeah, Paddington. Paddington, Comes from yeah. darkest Peru. Eats yeah. marmalade sandwiches. That is a quick connection you've made. Sorry, there. I just <laughs> think of orange. Does, is altitude important? Because Peru's got a lot of mountains. I think it's, so there is something to do in terms of, I think it's more to do with the equator. Okay, so it's that sort of line around. Yeah. Yes, from my from because my you've done that thing yeah. where you've taken lots of different ingredients that all should have an effect. You made this thing. I mean, your dad must have been over the moon after six weeks. Like it's like you know, it's like Willy Wonka's discovered chocolate or something. It's like it's worked. Like it's worked yeah, for my yeah. son. This is almost identical to what he made all that time correct. ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. correct. So, so it could be. Well, it's likely that some things are a bigger it, impact than blend. others. It's the blend. It's the blend. And obviously, we know turmeric is, is a hero ingredient, definitely. And, you know, the, the research behind turmeric as a natural ingredient supporting a wide array of various different health ailments. You know, it's it's there are thousands of clinical studies currently on turmeric as a health benefit. So for us, the biggest thing was realizing that this product was beginning to have a positive impact on people's lives when we launched. You know, we then were 
receiving customer testimonials within four weeks of launching. And I don't mean like, you know, this this product tastes great. No, like I had arthritis in my fingers. Well, I was about to say arthritis is probably the classic because arthritis is a natural body's inflammation reaction. Correct, exactly. And, yeah. they, and, they, and, and many people would say, it's, well, they would say it's not a disease. It's, you know, it's, it's the body's reaction to things, you know. So for arthritis, it must be fantastic then. Yeah, phenomenal. And, you know, everything, again, anything to do with inflammation, a lot of the ailments we experience are simply due to inflammation Well, that's almost the modern point of view, isn't it? It's like, it's all inflammation. You know, so much of what the mm -hmm. problem is inflammation. I mean, do you feel, you must do after this experience that we have really lost touch with nature on a, on a medical level? Completely. I think, obviously, you know, there, there, are, there are important benefits to um you know the medicinal you know industry mm. you know like healthcare as a establishment as an industry you know and medicine aligned with that so there have been great strides taken which have improved the health of society however the reliance on medicine pharmaceutical drugs is now to a point where it's beginning to have a negative impact because it's all about rather than looking at the problem itself and looking at preventative measures, which are typically lifestyle, nutrition, environment, you're then looking at how you can then treat. So rather than preventative healthcare, you're looking at treatment-based healthcare. Yeah. And so treatment-based healthcare is, you know, whether, we, whether you want to call it monopolized, whether you want to call it... You well, know, it's, an industry they, they, in they, itself. they look at the problem. They look at the knee and say, "How do we fix the knee?" And we get out our, a spanner. You know, the Western medicine is always trying to treat the pain. It's like, oh, you've got problems with your stomach, therefore we'll put you on proton pump inhibitors. It's like, well, yeah. actually, maybe I should take less painkillers and drink less alcohol or whatever it is. I mean, it, you also with natural, it's like you 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 say, oh oh, nat natural drugs don't do anything. Well, you know, the poppy provides all of the painkiller, except there's one other painkiller we use, cocaine, as a local natural, it's the most effective local anaesthetic and it's still used Novocaine. And then, you know, it's sort of like, actually at the core of medicine, if you look at the most used drugs, they're almost all natural, you know, aspirin is natural, you know. So it's, it, I mean, to me, that's what sort of, it's not a criticism of Western medicine in like, it does amazing things. Yes, it probably has ended up with a bit more of a treatment focus, but you look at the history of it and there was this sort of golden period when we were suddenly like, oh, we can fix anything. And I was just in the States and it's just incredible how they have a drug for everything. Yours is a great story and you you have the wherewithal, the, the, the funds and the determination and clearly, clearly the calm and persistence to say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. But I don't know how much you've got doctors on board, how much you say to a doctor, look at this, they will, they will, I know what they say, where's the clinical study? And maybe that's what you're producing, is it? You've done a clinical study recently, right? That you're launching a yeah. campaign about this but, month. But we've, we've not, we've not done it. It's been done independently. Right. Um, but the biggest thing for us was how do we build data around what anecdotally our customers are experiencing? Yeah. You know, so we've had over 10,000 like life-changing customer testimonials of people who have used the product over a period of time and their L has reduced you know their their life has improved yeah. because they've begun using our turmeric based shots and so we were like this is quite strange you know that we're not a medicine it's a food right and so you know the the, the famous you know Hippocrates quote was you know let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food like what you put into your body actually dictates the health that you experience you know so it's getting back to like source and saying like actually what can you do from a nutritional perspective to improve your health? And obviously our, our 
blend and our turmeric based shot range is one of the solutions to a lot of people's issues from a health perspective. And so we were like, okay, we don't want to be a medicine because we're not, we're food, we're clear on that. But how can we actually build information around what our customers are experiencing? So we began looking at a research partner and saying like, okay, well, can we partner with a university to run a clinical study on the product range? Yeah. Who did you partner with? So we partnered with Nottingham Trent University, who are very forward thinking, um, you know, and, and are also aware that, you know, a lot of nutrition can have an impact on specific markers in the body. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we were then in a fortunate position where thousands of athletes use our product on a daily basis now. Okay. And actually those athletes aren't our core market. Our core market is, you know, middle-aged individuals who are looking to improve their health naturally. Okay. So, however, obviously athletes are very aware of the fine margins of health. So a lot of them are using the product consistently. And we work with over 100 nutritionists who are also aware that nutrition plays a significant impact in terms of health, performance, wellness. So we were able to leverage one of our elite sports partnerships um, with one of the professional football clubs that we partner with and we supply. And we were able to facilitate this study, which Nottingham Trent University ran and they basically ran a clinical study uh, on 18 elite sports athletes and tracked the inflammation blood markers, as well as the subjective muscle, soreness, lower body and whole body. While they were training, obviously. While, while they were playing in elite. So it's like in itself, when you look at a cohort of um, you know individuals who have been studied, that in itself, doing that on an elite group of sports athletes in season is groundbreaking in itself, mm. let alone the findings of the study. And, you know, the findings of the study showed essentially a significant reduction in inflammation blood markers when using our product range versus not, as well as a significant reduction in both muscle soreness, lower leg and uh, whole body. Are they on very healthy diets anyway or elite sportsmen eating a McDonald's? Like so, so the people? thing is, so you'd compare, okay, it's elite. So, you know, how does that correlate with the everyday person? Yeah. Right? Actually, from an elite elite athletes perspective okay they're going to be super healthy but actually they're also putting their bodies through extreme inflammation all of the time mm. because they're constantly pushing it they're constantly pushing it so it's a study where actually every single person is experiencing inflammation constantly and i was just thinking though is their diet similar at all or some of them like got bad diets and good diets or but if they're all professional athletes they'll all be on specific diets no that's what i'm curious are all professional athletes all on good diets? it's not it's not the good old days of smoking fags and yeah yeah 100 percent. but the thing is is that when you actually then break down what's happening okay you're consuming nutrients and compounds micronutrients macronutrients in the form of these raw ingredients within the blend mm -hmm. Within an elite athlete, you would say, well, actually, their their nutrition should be relatively good. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you look at the majority of, say, UK's population, like, they are nutrient deficient. Like, their whole diet consists of, you know, typically ultra-processed foods, you know, f uh, foods where there's a very little nutrient content, you know, high sugar content, which we're now seeing actually is a import is, is a massive factor in creating and causing inflammation. So you could say, actually, if you were to look at that study on elite athletes, the impact that the product range had on them, you could actually argue that it would be significantly more amplified in the everyday person, adding a shot to their 
consistent everyday routine. And ultimately, that's what we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's almost what I was curious about. It's like if you've got a bad diet, is it enough to help counter or is the bad diet just like going to just overwhelm whatever sort of, you know, it's like when you have a salad after a burger to try and cheer yourself up, it's just sort of, you know, does it does it make a difference or not? And I mean, the other thing is how, which I think is always so fascinating, is how different all our chemistry is. You know, we all got different blood types. We all re react differently. I mean, I remember watching this amazing study when they made people eat 5,000 calories a day and obviously almost everyone got fat. But this one Asian guy, this Chinese guy, he just put on muscle and he just got more and more muscular and they were just pumping him full of, he wasn't exercising and it was like, oh my God, and they were trying to work it out. It's like, oh, he's got a sort of predetermined genetics that basically he's always skinny. You know, you get this sort of very slim Chinese who are always so slim. I mean, within the study you did, did you did you notice some, everyone was taking the same out, were some people hugely different? Were there any, were there any people who didn't have an effect? Was it consistent through every single- Consistent to everyone. I mean, it's a, it's a small study still, but that's that's very encouraging, you know? Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, you know, it was a it was a pilot study in itself to, to line up for, future studies and we've just we've just had the results back from our second clinical study wow. um too um and that focused more on the immune immunotherapy side of the product and the, the, so the it, impact it, has. it helps your immune system as well correct anecdotally what people you don't didn't get sick in the summer and what, what um, um, you know so I, I i probably should say the rast is you know i just have quite a lot of friends in that world and and, and my sister's very sick sadly died but we bought in all the jamaican the rastafarian medicine and you know i work with her you know that, that it's similar it's these sort of similar ingredients you know and and, and what happens when you get a cold people make get ginger don't they you know you get these sort of things and like you say you feel it on your yeah, throat it was really, I mean, there's something really there's something nice. actually quite obvious about it too it's like you know the way you your body responds to it and there's a sort of certain power to things like ginger you know okay so the second question is can it make people's immune system stronger basically well can it yeah exactly and so, do you know the answer well we've got data now supporting that you know in terms of the impact of sick days due to respiratory uh, symptoms versus obviously when using the range versus not is again significantly reduced. I think he's saying yes, 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 it can. yes, yes. Well, there's the the graph of cancer. They he was you know from they've just been releasing this in the press. It was only a few weeks ago and stuff. But from the 1950s, cancer's just gone like that. And and they they say, well, why why does it suddenly go up there? And they say, well, in in the 1950s, that's when we started eating processed food. That's when, you know, fast food started. There's where all these different things started. And then it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. But it's a, it's an epidemic, you know. And I think, you know, obviously cancer is one marker. But again, it's pointing to that returning to when we used to cook everything. What an amazing story. I mean, from start to scratch. I think the bit that I really love is your dad and you going, you know, obviously, you know, when you say a breakdown, it's like, it was so important to you at the time and it was so heartbreaking to you to have a physical ailment and that was holding you back from doing your dream, you know, but you can convert that in a different way. As, you know, you see people with disabilities, people who can't walk or, you know, can't do basic stuff and the frustration that, that happens. I mean, you know, one of my best friends just messed his back up, you know, and, uh, you know, he's been in bed now for two weeks, can't do anything. And it's like the agony of those sort of experiences, as it were. Yeah, no, I think from, from, from my perspective, you know, sort of looking, looking in at what we've done, you know, we've produced, you know, millions of these shots now um, since launching, you know, ten, I think ten, ten, tens of millions. Um, and 
the the biggest thing that we're seeing um, within our customer base and within you know the, the society is we're seeing you know our communities come together around natural nutrition and the actual positive impact it can have is that the realization that your health is truly your most valuable asset and unfortunately uh, a lot of the time particularly within you know the consumer driven material world that we live in you know that's only realized truly once it's too late i.e once it's gone you know and so that again that saying you know your health is your wealth it's it's so true and i think um for us what we are beginning to see is a realization of that fact in society particularly through our customer base you know it's a serious you know it is a serious business like people are genuinely taking positive life choices seriously you know so they're like saying again around processed foods sugar industry you know juices you know, you look at the majority of juices in the industry are pumped full of sugar and are processed to the point where the nutrient content of those juices is zero. And it's basically sugar and water. You know, there's juices on shelf by big brands, popular brands, where when you consume that juice, you may as well have just had a Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. And enjoyed it. Don't feel good about it. I mean, part of it is that orange juice is very stable. Like, like I worked with a watermelon juice company years ago, and the problem with watermelon juice, it goes off really quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe as a blend, it you've you've you've, you've and you you know now you flash pasteurize whatever. But they had a watermelon product, and, and I got addicted to it. But it only lasted ninety, <laughs> 90 days, and that would, took them a long time to work mm. out how to do that. But orange orange juice and apple juice, you mentioned, but particularly oranges, are very stable juices, mm -hmm. it were. But this is what I've learned long ago. Almost all of those health drinks, almost all of those smoothies and blends and everything. It's all bullshit. They're yeah. all the all the nutrition is Correct. long gone and Correct. especially as I mean sitting in the sun. I mean yeah. at least Purdy's tries to put theirs in a sort of, you know, darkened bottle as it were, in glass. Yeah, Secondly, yeah. they've got their they shouldn't be in plastic. I mean, are there are there any of those, you know, because they've got the cold press. I also read yeah. recently cold press might be bullshit, but you know, you, you just feel overwhelmed. Yeah, but. so I think it's, you know, understanding the mechanisms behind processing, you know, so you can't pasteurize, you can't heat treat watermelon. You know, you, you shouldn't really heat treat any drink, but when you heat treat it, i.e. pasteurize it, you're depleting the you nutritional value. You, you put the top on, you heat it up. Heat it, yeah, yeah. So you can heat it, kill everything, and then it's cool. And, and the reason why you're doing that is for shelf stability. Yeah. So you, what you're doing there is you're extending a product's life from five days to potentially like five years. Yeah. You know, and ambient. It's the same theory of the guy who invented the can. You know, the canned food, they suddenly worked yes, out. If you put correct. it, if you, if you seal a can and you stick it in boiling water, that it yeah. lasts for ages. Precisely, you know? yeah. And nutrition is less from cans and you can get poisoning from cans. But it was still a revelation, you know, it, it, it fueled Napoleon's army. And yeah, all that. yeah, yeah. What's your shelf life then? So the shelf life, so we are HPP, so it's high pressure processing. So basically each one of our shots goes under... X cubic pressure of water. That creates heat though. And no, no, no. Completely cold. So it, it basically pressurizes, re it reduces the log count of the microbes within the product. So what that allows to do is rather than, and a microbe basically causes mold, causes yeah. degradation, yeah, yeah. causes obviously the decay of the product. So you reduce them to a minimum and then you then keep it cold throughout its shelf life. And what you allow for it to then do is achieve a shelf life. For us, we achieve 
up to six to seven weeks chilled shelf life on our product now because of that process. And that's a non-invasive process. And that's how we're able to lock in the nutrient content and keep that product as fresh as possible. But while competing with the Coca-Colas and the PepsiCos who deliver these juices, which can stay on shelf for two and a half years. Okay, well, you know, you're never going to compete with the big boys if you've got a shelf life of five days. Yeah. You know, so it's the perfect medium for us. Yeah, you've got to get past five days. I mean, yeah, yeah you're, you're at a point where it's just about possible by the just time you make possible. it. Just about possible. And it's very complex, very, you know, our Was that one of the most hard things, was it? Massive, yeah, massive in terms of, you know, supply, demand, forecasting and planning is like a constant, it's a constant battle, particularly with raw, fresh ingredients, you know? So it's all of the work that has gone into delivering what we're doing. Have you ended up raising money? So for us as a business, we've been fully self-funded. What we did, we did a strategic investment round recently where we bought true strategic investors into the business. And so, you know, that's allowed us to get industry knowledge and industry expertise, but also true business knowledge, true true business expertise to the table. And for us, that was an important step because, again, obviously as a family-run business, like how do you compete with the big boys. And for us, you know, our vision for this business and brand is to become our generation's Coca-Cola. So that's the long-term goal of the business. Correct. Because our, the Coca-Cola was a health drink, you know, and, and 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 actually, to be honest, I still wouldn't knock it occasionally. Do you know what I mean? It's not bad on a hangover. And Coca-Cola has its, per- look, Coca-Cola is all about fun. You know, yeah. everyone remembers the adverts, you know, whether it was a Christmas advert or a summer, summer advert, this was all like deep, this was deep subliminal, like psychological, not warfare, but they knew what they were doing, okay? So they they were programming, okay? And they were able to program a generation towards happiness in consumption. Now, what if a brand and a product was able to do that towards health mm. and actually deliver on that? And so for us, we genuinely feel we have a unique opportunity to do that with the Turmeric Co. because fundamentally, Turmeric Co. has been used for millennia. This isn't a, yeah, you know, a flash-in-the-pan product ingredient mm. that comes and goes. Like, no, this was being used long before any of us came and it will be used long before, long after we're gone as well. So we're very conscious that if we can continue to deliver the quality of the product that we're delivering, we will continue to impact more and more people and allow for a positive shift in society towards health. Have there been any fuck-ups along the way or has it been a perfect ride of everything going exactly right? Yeah, we fuck up every day. That's part of the process. But it's about how you react to that, you know? Mm. So every single day there's there's a challenge, there's an issue, but actually a lot of the time, you know, those challenges and issues are opportunities. And if you can approach them in that way, you know, it's it's a mechanism for improvement, development, you know, and there's a lot of areas, again, we're, we're, we're into manufacturing and, you know, so there's lots of different modes and models of manufacture. And, you know, when you look at, for example, lean manufacturing, uh, you know, Six Sigma, Lean Six Sigma, it's like... What is Lean Six Sigma? You know, so Lean Six Sigma is all about how you can continually improve, continuous mm. improvement, you know, and through that you allow... That sounds like the Toyota system. It is, is yes, okay. correct, exactly. Okay. Yeah, very, very aligned. So all all, all of very similar methodology. And so... It's very sports too, isn't it? Sort of the, the Ministry of Micro-Adjustments. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so... And so when, when you look at that, for us, it, it taking that approach towards 
what we've done has has really allowed us to, as I said, you know, deliver something no other brand and no other business is doing at this moment in time. When you look at all of the brands who are on shelf today, none of them are manufacturers. No, it's amazing to hear you manufacture yourselves sort of thing. That's yeah, amazing. But, but the majority of their products are actually manufactured. Like you've got two different brands. They're both made from the same manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's honestly, it's, it's mind-blowing stuff when you actually realise and actually when you see it, you know, we've been to factories. Well, all pairs of glasses come from the same place pretty much, Luxottica. You yeah, know? yeah. Mean, and when you find that out, you're like, what, all of them? And it's like, well, Crazy. pretty much, you know. Try and buy um, sports shoes that aren't made in China. It's mm, like, you mm. know, it's, 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 it's all made in the same factories. Are you just in the UK at the moment? Are you going to do Germany? Would be the obvious, wouldn't it? With their, their health mad. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just in the UK. Um, we, we've we've just, you know, obviously, well, we, we've forayed now into retail. Uh, you know, we've we launched into Sainsbury's recently. Um, and, you know, within two weeks of launching, we, we were the highest selling uh, new product listed that they had they'd listed. Great. So it shows, nice. you know, the awareness is really growing um, and people are looking for a benefit. And as I said, you know, <clears throat> online we've serviced over 100,000 customers, right? So we've got a big database of customers who are making, as I said, you know, those conscious, positive decisions towards health. And so with that, you know, we, we did a lot of research, you know, we spoke to a lot of our customers and we have got, you know, big data sets which show that consumers are not only waking up around nutrition and health and the importance of it. But when looking within this category, they're truly only purchasing products for one of four reasons. And so for us, if a product isn't servicing one of those four reasons of purchase, you're basically like losing the opportunity to make a difference to that person's mm. life. So you're going to have higher rates of churn, you're going to have higher rates of dissatisfaction. And ultimately, when you look at the category generally, unfortunately, the majority of products in this category don't service those core needs. What are the four what are the four needs? This is for drinks, is it? No, for functional beverages. So the four key reasons of purchase within the functional beverage category. First one, biggest one is pain relief. Is it really? Yeah. What are they drinking for what are the, what's your competitor? Other than you. Oh, you're the... So, you're... yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of benefits of ginger. There's a lot of re benefits around, you know, even... There's so many functional ah, so beverages people, out there. Yeah, yeah. So people are looking within this category for benefits. So pain relief, immunity support. So again, yeah. immunity support, you know, not getting sick. You know, I want to lead a normal life without God, having to so get run down. so many saying, oh, this has got vitamin C in it, which supports your immune system inside. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's fortified with vitamin C and actually the vitamin C isn't, again, in an absorbable format in the majority of the products. Third one is energy, what you listed. And then the fourth one is performance. And performance could be your weekend warrior. You know, it could be walking the dog. You know, it could be literally like, it's not about elite performance. It's about those people mm. who want to perform in their life. So those are the four reasons for purchase within the functional beverage slash food category. And you said number one is the most important. Number people. one is the pain relief, yeah. I mean, I think mm. it's amazing how the world's changed, you know, you know, uh, it, it being 45, my generation to be a man, nothing about being strong or fit. It was just about mental strength and how fucked up you could get really to sort of, you know, and how it shifted now, you know, 
young people in the firm, you know, it's nutrition. I'm picking men because it's almost more stark to me. You know, that I think I think uh, women are always a little more conscious if I if I can make that that that, that sexist judgment. And, and men just seem so much more like health gym, you know, and and we get we get the manual out, don't we? We like to be very sort of like you know nutrition and value. You obviously ran a very effective social media campaign. It's all about social media now. And it's so nice to hear the story direct and the amazing impact that's happened on you, you doing the manufacturing yourself, you know, the thought that's gone into that. But all that stuff we're talking about, how it's all in a fucking blend and it doesn't work anymore. I remember thinking to myself, I bet it's all bullshit. I bet, I bet if I really wanted to use turmeric, I better go and get some turmeric and do it fresh every day if that's why I'm, and I'm not going to do that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So, I, I mean, I don't know whether you, whether you, you, you want to respond to that. I mean, social media is just such a strange place, but so you obviously ran a huge social media campaign. That's where you got your 100,000 subscribers from, was it? Yeah, so uh, to be honest, there's a lot of organic growth that we've experienced of, you know, people... Presumably part of it was that you were, you know, a premier footballer. Did that help? To be honest, like uh, like I'm saying, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of really bad products out there. And, you know, we've only been able to run a successful business because the product actually works. But that's the second bit that's tricky is that I used it for months and it's like, am I feeling better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, look, I have periods where I drink too much. I have periods where I'm better. You know, I have times when I'm very stressed. You know, I I got, we go up and down. So I remember saying to myself, well, I mean, if you've got something very specific, like a a physical injury that's suddenly like alleviated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know. But but I would say, you know, I would argue... to you is like, you know, what was your reason for consumption? Gut pain. But, you know, also when you start being good, you tend to do multiple things, which doesn't yeah, help. Yeah, but but also in, in that, like a, a lot of the time, I think being conscious of your body is really important. And a mm. lot of people genuinely aren't conscious of their body. And like you said, you know, if you, if you move the metrics and the dials, you know, less fast food, you know, less alcohol, you know, more salads, you know, a turmeric shop and... If you're doing that constantly all of the time, which I feel like that's how you would be living your life, you're then the handle in barometer and, you know, the metrics you that you're know. running, well, you never know. So I would argue that you 100% would have experienced a benefit from using our product for well, however many months I'm that you used it. I'm not even bullshitting you, you know, I'm in, I'm going to yeah, yeah, do but, it. But my point is, my point is, is that you weren't conscious enough yeah. to acknowledge the impact that it had. And so obviously as an athlete, like I was hyper-conscious of my body. I had to be, right? So I was very aware of what would, you know, if I had alcohol, you know, that would have a significant degradation on my recovery, on my, you know, immune system, on everything. I'd feel it. Do you drink? Now? Not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even finishing, you know, there's the opportunity to drink a lot, but, you know... I'll I'll have a nice glass of wine, you know, red wine's really good with some good quality meat, etc. Obviously, if I'm going out with friends, I'm not opposed to drinking, yeah. but actually I'm conscious yeah, of the yeah. impact it has on me. And a lot of people become unconscious because they're so numb to, you know, that side of the life. Like it's just not really thought about. Well, also, frankly, it's boring. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, my dear dog, you know, they tell you you should only feed it dry food. And eventually dogs will just eat dry food, but it's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can tell he prefers not to, and, and they'll say, well, he'll live longer. And like, you know, I don't, 
you know, it'll it's like, feel longer. we'd all live longer if we all ate dry food all the time. You know, it's a very, life's a very strange place like that. You can live, you can live healthy and the bus hits you anyway. So I think this, you obviously incredibly, you know, in control and you, you've had to, you've had to professionally, you, you had something that you really wanted to do, you know, and you, you've got, you've obviously been, you know, for whatever reason, got fantastic discipline and things, but they're, they're difficult choices in life, aren't they? You know, health is everything. But you got to live. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and drawing those lines, it's, it's not it's not easy. But it's know? the convenience of it as well, you know. So when you're looking to have, you know, if you're looking to make change in your life, like you want to do things that you're not that aren't impacting your life in yeah, a negative yeah, way, yeah. right? So I think again, that's one of the reasons why we 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 are being so successful is because it's so convenient for people. It's not really an, an issue. You know, you get it delivered straight to your Do you home. You need to take it. Is it better if you take it first thing in the morning? First thing in the morning, a lot of our customers will say that they know it's a big impact of taking it first thing in the morning. But for us, it's like, you know, even down to, you know, you mentioned the small bottles, recycling returns initiative. You know, every single one of our customers can return all of their bottles free of charge, you know, back yeah, to yeah. us with their next door. Like, it's like, so that whole convenience element, like we've really thought it out and mapped it out. And I think when it comes to, nutrition, health, wellness, there are so many options out there. But fundamentally, like I said, the first thing, if you're going to try and make a positive conscious decision in your life, like be aware, you know, of what you're experiencing, of what you're looking to change. And then, you know, try it. Like if it does then work for you, like then you will know if you are conscious and aware of it. If it doesn't, then you will also know. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Business Without Bullshit is brought to you by Ori Clark, straight-talking financial and legal advice since 1935. You can find us at oriclark.com. What do you think is bullshit in this industry, in this functional drinks industry? I would say the majority of juices and products and supplements are bullshit. Yeah. Major bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like severe bullshit. It's amazing we don't know that because someone told me it's a long time ago who made juices and smoothies said they're all, it doesn't fucking work. Because None of them people, got information in People them. making the juices and smoothies are advertising them so that you'll buy them and drink them. So they're not going to tell you that. Yeah, but you could change the regulation easy to say it's not what you put in it, it's what's in it when you buy it. Because there is rules in some countries you've got to put in what is it when you buy it. Because sometimes you put ingredients in, I had this in cosmetics and stuff, I had some cosmetic businesses, like they actually, things happen to them. Mm-hmm. So they become other things, mm. you know? What do you think they should do about it? I think it's the consumer world that we live in. I think, you know, it's very hard to regulate that. I think when you look at a lot of the big big food players, uh, you know, they've got big monopolies, like big, big monopolies. And I think fundamentally, as I said, like we're, we're in a time of change. We're, we're in a time of, you know, the time that we've lived in, you know, there's never been a time like now you know, in terms of information exchange, as I said, you know, the, the the developments that are happening, the knowledge transfer that's happening all over the globe. And so I think fundamentally what we'll see is there's going to be a shift and there's going to be people and we're, see, we're seeing it in numbers, we're seeing it in data, we're seeing it in consumer, like a lot of the juice businesses and brands, like they're in decline. Which ones aren't bullshit though? What can I buy that's not? You'd have to name the brands. Um, there's this one called Turmeric. <laughs> I still want to say Apart from the Turmeric Co, you know, range, like obviously, you know, that that's a very unique range, but it's it, there's not distribution of that anywhere, everywhere. And so for us, like if I look at the 
drinks market. I think, you know, having freshly pressed juice is is important if you're going to look for a juice. Have you come across Plenish? Plenish, no. Is that a good one, is it? They're cold-pressed Plenish. Plenish juices are, are a decent juice. They're, they're owned by Britvic. I know. Which is one of the, uh, you know... I did the transaction. Big boys. Oh, really? Okay, yes. nice. But before that, they were owned by a founder who founded the business and grew yeah. it what it was. I would say, look, so there is juices out there you know Sainsbury's actually do a juice range which is good fresh juice range but when you say fresh juice to me my brain's going there's not people behind the aisles and you know pulling the, the orange yeah, juice yeah essentially thing. that's what you want to be looking for as close to that as possible yeah. oh I see it's in the milk aisle almost it's like this thing's going to last a week we, we yeah, press correct. the juice yeah so I and then I would say genuinely beyond that just have a Coca-Cola enjoy it because every other juice out there is Highly processed, full of sugar. If you're going to have Tropicana, it's owned by Pepsi. If you're going to have Innocent, it's owned by Coke. Yeah. So, so just have a Coca-Cola and, and enjoy it. You know, that, that feeling, that emotional state that it gives you. But in terms of that emotional state, like I was fortunate, you know, when Big Food now, I've had some interesting discussions with, you know, some senior members within the food industry. Um, and an ex-Coke uh, director, um, spoke to me about a marketing campaign, which was a generational marketing campaign to infiltrate Coca-Cola throughout Africa. Wow. Yeah. And this was back in the early 70s. And the plan was to have a Coke bottle, bottles at a time, in the hand, consumed by every single child in Africa on a daily basis by 2000. You know, 2000. It was a generational. And so when you talk about subliminal messaging holidays are coming holiday that's not made, like this you've been programmed yeah, yeah yeah and the fascinating thing is is if you were actually if someone now was to launch a brand called coca-cola and deliver the ingredient makeup that is in a coke it would have to close within 12 months of operating because yeah. no one would buy it no one Okay, so this is the fascinating thing about consumer psychology. And so they've, as I said, for that, for that generation, they've nailed it, but consumer patterns are changing. And that's why they've had to acquire the likes of Innocent's uh, smoothies. Well, they, they acquired, they were very clear about why they acquired Innocent, which was they had Minute Maid. They hadn't, which wasn't a brand that matched Tropicana and they needed an orange juice. They didn't acquire Innocent for the smoothies, they acquired it But for as the soon juice. as that happens, you know, they're the big wigs come into the business and then process the product. Have you watched Mad Men? I always find Mad Men a fascinating series because that's, not. it's the one about the advertising executives in the 60s and they're all alcoholics. That is really good summary of exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah, and they were all in the Second World War. You suddenly realise all these people were in the front and stuff mm. in France. That's why they're drinking like fish. But they're the ones who come up with all... They, they have loads of them in the programme about how do we sell this thing and it's this psychological manipulation. Anyway, we'll move on. It's been really interesting, man. You've got a laser focus. You know? It's nice to <laughs> Cheers, see. You know, change the world. Do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it. We um, are, we you are. know, change my life, hopefully. This is 10 second quick far round. This is sort of get to know. Quick questions, 10 second answers, please. D, cue the music. Favorite subject at school? Math. Ooh. What's your special skill? My unique ability is. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm Pretty good at football. Pretty good at football. Yeah, I'd say I, I, I can make things happen. You can make things happen. Mm. Yeah, the focus. Manif right? Manifesto. 
you're a manifester. I like. I hate the word, but I like. I like the concept. Mm. You know, it, 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 it wants you make you punch yourself in your American face, but it's a great <laughs> concept. What did you want to be when you grew up? Footballer. Jesus Christ! Well, Shall I fill this in right. for you? Let me fill this in for you. What did your parents want you to be? <laughs> um, they wanted me to be a um, pediatrician. Oh, that's very specific. Mm. Pediatrician's he- uh, he- uh, health, isn't it? Or is it kids? Children's, kids. children's, oh, yeah, children's health. Kids, yeah. I, I always mix it up with the other one. Doctor, chi- children's doctor. Um, what's your go-to karaoke song? Uh, go-to karaoke song is probably um, Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. Oh my goodness me. Wow, that has changed. That's What's changed the, the film? Spectrum. What's the film with them where they have to knock a meteor off it? That's right. Yep. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler and um, Bruce, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. What, they sing that Good song film. in that, do yes, they? Yes, they do. That's uh, correct. <laughs> office dogs, business or bullshit? Um, office dogs. <clears throat> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, not, not, not in food manufacturing. I was going to say not in a manufacturing <laughs> facility. So, uh, yeah. have, have you ever been fired? Um, have I been fired? Well, in football, you get fired every every other week. If you lose a game, you get fired basically from the um, from the team. So yeah, multiple times. Yeah. What's your vice? Now, this one I'm gonna love. My vice. Um, oh yeah, my vice. I think, as I said, I think as much as um, you know, I enjoy post improvements. Like you said, sometimes it's just nice to you know you would Cheat just want to just chill and relax and you know sort of not be being you know you always want to be impeccable and improve etc but sometimes that actually is difficult to maintain at the same time so actually it kind of annoys a lot of people because they're just like yeah. to just so it's a vice in itself so it's a vice yeah but not necessarily for me because I absolutely love it seeking permanent perfection is a vice seeking perfection what do you, your brother and sister must hit you over the head with, with their, with, with their uh, sandwiches yeah perfection perfect, not perfection impeccability so you know perfection it, when you have perfection you can't grow anymore so if you're perfect when you can't grow you, the only next step is to die so impeccability is actually giving your best uh, in all situations, you know. Yeah, okay. nice. Recommendations of things to read, watch, listen to? A book that I read as a teenager was uh, Psycho-Cybernetics um, by Maxwell Maltz. Um, Psycho-Cybernetics. Wow, that sounds like fiction. Uh, no, no. So very much reality um, in terms of, you know, it was my first foray into mind and it helps you realise that actually everything is mind. Do you believe that consciousness creates stuff? You know, there's this sort of theories about, you know, consciousness is this creative thing that, that, that well, it's manifesting that literally can create stuff. I mean, would you go that far with it? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Of course. It's like you can give yourself cancer by thinking bad thoughts and you can you can heal things by thinking... I mean, these are extreme, but just yeah, to illustrate the point. Yeah, they're extreme. And also bollocks. They're, they're, well, they're, they're, they some are, people would say not. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people would say not. Like, I think a, the mind is, is a very powerful tool. Yes. Yeah, so do you want to just... Do, do your thing. Tell us why this we should buy this amazing product. <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, from my perspective, launching the Turmeric Co has been an incredible journey. Uh, you know, being able to support the lives of a lot of people through natural nutrition is fundamentally our driver and why we do what we do. So, yeah, um, the Turmeric Co can be found online. Uh, the Turmeric Co can be found in Sainsbury's. Um, and, yeah, our socials are always on uh, at the Turmeric Co. So yeah, thank you. 
Brilliant, Thomas. You've been absolutely wonderful. Um, what, what a vision and what a story. Um, so there you have it. That was this week's episode of Business Without Bullshit. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Pippa. Thank you, Dee. And we'll be back with our quiz, Business or Bullshit, on Thursday. Until then, it's ciao. <laughs>